Whenever I did anything for me, I felt nothing but guilt because I felt like that's not my job anymore. My job isn't to be me. My job is to be mum. It's not really easy. I don't, I don't even know how people actually balance being a mum. Welcome to The Kind Place, a podcast series brought to you by the British Red Cross and On Our Radar. One in five people in the UK say they often or always feel lonely. The Red Cross Lonely and Left Behind report shows that almost 40% of adults haven't had a meaningful conversation in the last fortnight. As we enter the winter, with one in three saying loneliness is having an impact on their mental health, many people are feeling cut off and left behind. In this six-part series, people experiencing loneliness get together to discuss what it actually means to be lonely, what it feels like, and what they're doing to get through it. In this episode, two young mothers, Ifoma and Hazel, meet up to talk through their experiences of becoming a mum for the first time, and how that shift in identity can lead to a loss of self, but also change life for the better. This is the first time they've spoken to each other. How long have you been shielding for now? Since March. Since March? Yeah. Funny enough, I don't know how I... I, I got the COVID, <laughs> staying at home. Mm-hmm. So you've been really well? I wouldn't say mine was um, severe because if it was, I would have been in the hospital. But right now, I can smell things, but I can't really taste things like that. So you're still just getting over it now? Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. Yes. The pandemic's really, really affected your ability to socialise then. Yeah. Do you have kids? Uh, yeah, just one, and I'm expecting. Oh, wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in for another one, but don't have another one yet. My one's four. She's a girl, Alice. What, the, what about you? She's cozy. She'll be two next week, Tuesday. She'll be two? Yeah, yeah. And we've got another little one on the way? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> when are you due? Um, next year, early April. Oh. So... What are you doing at the moment? Do you go to work or? No, I'm just a stay-at-home mum for my little and um, I divorced my husband officially last year. Oh. Separated from him two years ago, so I've kind of been a single mum for three plus years now. Me and my little sidekick, and now that she's gone to school, I'm kind of left on my own. What about you? What's your little and like? Um, well, um, just having the concerns I have now is that um, I just feel that because she hasn't uh, really met people, she hasn't really gone out, so she's actually finding it at two. She'll be two next week, but um, she's not still saying what I can hear. So I'm just thinking it's a bit late, uh, but I'm not too worried though. But I, I come from an early years foundation stage background, and we don't worry about communication until they're about five. So just because they're not saying words doesn't mean there's anything to worry about. Does she communicate? Yeah, she says um, some words, but not like up to today. She hasn't even called me mom for once. Oh, seriously, is you worrying about that? All I hear day in, day out is mum, 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 mum. Make the most of it. And that's, and that's what I want to hear. <laughs> When I found out I was pregnant with my little one, for me, that was the turning point. That was when I knew 
You know, I was lonely and I didn't interact and I don't want her to be the same because social interaction is a skill. Mm-hmm. And it's, you've got to learn it. And I couldn't help her learn it if I didn't know it myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to go out and I had to learn how to do that skill. And like, I was 22 when I started pushing myself to be social. Mm-hmm. And it was hard, really hard. So I can't imagine how hard it must be for somebody older than me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to learn how to interact again. It is that thing about motherhood, though. You suddenly have somebody else to worry about as well. It changes who you are. Yeah, because I can tell that ever since I gave birth to her, I've, I've really been more and more and more patient because sometimes, especially in these two years, like it's all she's here, she's there, she's everywhere. Yeah. So if you're not mindful. <laughs> For me, like being a mom, I made lots of new friends because I made a lot of mom friends. But then I don't have as much to say to my best mate anymore. She's still my best mate and we still talk. But it's different now because she's not got a little one. She's not got a kid. Okay, before being a parent, I know I had um, very close and good friends. But, you know, after I got married and I and I put to bed, it's not been that easy to communicate with them because by the time I recall to actually get to them, it's already late. And, you know, when you get this um, message and chats and calls like, you've forgotten me, is it because you're married? Tell yourself, I'll reply to that later and then... You go and you change a nappy or you make their snaps and you become mom. And then by the end of the day, when you're allowed to be Hazel or Ifoma again, you, 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 you're too tired. I definitely, I do, I find it hard now to, to balance out being me and being mom. And I felt awful because last night, was it last night or the night before, I was putting my little one to bed and I put her to bed and I give her a cuddle and I give her a kiss and I says, good night. And she says, I want you to stay with me. And I said, sweetheart, I said, I need to go downstairs and I need to have me time now. I need to, <laughs> I need to do things that I like to do. Yeah. Like, but you're just my mummy and you need to stay here with me. And I was like, and I'm always going to be here for you, but I still need to do my things too. Yeah so hard for me to sit there and tell my kid that right now I needed to be me yeah you know it it actually happens to me as well because sometimes I just feel like okay let me just do what you want at this time and then I'll just wait till sometimes I wait till like 12 1 when I know she'll be fast asleep before I can probably come to the laptop or you know do some research have time without someone not disturbing me and all that so it's not really easy. I don't I don't even know how people actually balance being a mom. From a mom to another mom, for the first two years, I did the same thing. Whenever I did anything for me, I felt nothing but guilt because I felt like that's not my job anymore. My job isn't to be me. My job is to be mom. It's only recently, when she started going to nursery and that, that I realised that giving myself that time mm-hmm. and taking that time, that makes me a better parent. Yeah. Because one day when she's bigger, she'll see when she's grown that you sometimes have to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. I think that's important and that's healthy too. And it is, it's so 
hard to do because you're constantly fighting with yourself as a mom to say, I need to put my little in first, I need to put my little in first, and I need to put my little in first. And then you say to yourself, well, how am I pouring from this cup? This cup is empty. So what what are your plans like for the future? Are you planning to remarry? No. Why is that? I got married and I was so happy and I was so blind. And being married was probably the loneliest I ever felt. Being married? Being married. Because when I got with my ex-husband... I thought he was going to make my life better. And I thought I was in love. And then I moved to the Northeast with him. And I met all these people that I didn't know. And that only knew me as his wife. I didn't get to be who I was because every time I tried, I was told that I was different. So I had to be someone that I wasn't. And that's what made me so lonely. It wasn't a lack of people. It was a complete lack of connection because people were connecting to somebody that I wasn't. So that was when I was most lonely, being married. So I wouldn't do it again. No thanks. What about you? Uh, well, um, aside the, the lockdown, like um, aside stopping work, for me, that was when I actually felt um, I was um, very lonely. But my spouse returned to work. You know, so I had to stay at home all alone and, you know, not doing anything, just taking care of uh, my baby as, as at that time. And his work is like from morning till like um, sometimes eight, sometimes nine. So it, it wasn't easy for me. The little things I actually do for the baby, it's like my spouse doesn't even appreciate it and all that, you know. So, but... When that happened, I just had to like call him and talk to him, you know. And I'm like, I don't think yeah, like when you get back from work, you are supposed to actually take over. I know you are tired as well. Me, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm also working because taking care of baby is actually working as well. I wasn't feeling appreciated. You know what you've said? Like people think lonely is a physical thing, and it isn't. Like when you've talked about how you felt lonely. And when I talked about how I felt lonely, we felt lonely because of the emotional barriers. Yeah. And it's the communication that helped. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that massive? <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was lonely for like years and years and years. I didn't know. So that's the thing I think I'm worried about with this. What about the people that aren't even recognising it? Because if they can't recognise it, they definitely can't help themselves and nobody else can help them either. I was speaking to my elder sister last week and I'm like, do you ever feel sometimes that you don't have any anyone again in this world? Like, <laughs> you are all alone, you don't have friends, you don't have people and all that. And she's like, Wow. I thought I'm the only one that feels that way sometimes. And I'm like, no, you're not the only one. When you sit and you, you, you put it like that, you find out that the root cause of a lot of what's going on like, is the fact that people are lonely and they don't know how to talk about it. 
all this media and everything else says that the nuclear family is the way forward and that's how the world is progressing. We'll stay isolated, we'll stay in ourselves. And COVID has basically gone, yeah, all right, we'll take all of this away, all of this that you're saying you don't need. We can't mm-hmm. have it now because health. And everyone's going, oh, wait, we do need that. We do need other people. We do need our friends. We do need those extensions of our family because they're what we're saying and, and, and they're not talking. what you're going to do in the future then i'm just looking at um going into a relationship coach to be precise yeah because um i've really had some ups and downs before i got married and even in the marriage you know i'm still kind of learning because i believe i learn every day and in the past i've really uh, people really come to me, you know, when they have issues with their relationship and they're like, I've got a secret and I've not told anyone before and I'm just telling you and you alone. And I'm like, why me? You know, why can't it be someone else? You know, I think people recognize honesty in p- other people. And I think people recognize people that have a good heart and you must have a good heart. You're just one of those people. You want to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cool. So that's that's what I want. I don't I don't have a job right now. I do a lot of volunteering. I volunteer with the Red Cross. I volunteer with Cubs. I volunteer with breastfeeding support in my area. Volunteering for me is probably the best thing I've ever done with my life. I want to help people because I've felt low. I've felt lonely. I've felt depressed. I've felt awful in my lifetime. And if I can help people to not. I want to make a difference in that. And it's not because I want paid. It's because helping someone help themselves is the most valuable thing you can do as a person. And and I think it's it's nice to hear from somebody else, you know, because we're really different people. Sure. We're from different parts of the world yeah. and we live in different places and we've got different stories and different backgrounds. Yeah. And ultimately, what you've said is very similar to what I want in my life. I want to give because I love doing it and you want to help because you love doing it. So we're, we're vastly different people, but we want the same things in our life. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's really nice talking to you. It was really nice talking to you. It was really nice to meet you. I'm really glad. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll send you my email address and you can add me on Facebook if you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. We've set up a loneliness line to hear from people around the country and create conversations that connect. If you would like to get involved, please send us a message in confidence to 07593 220510 with your name and number and we'll get back to you. And be the first to hear future episodes of the podcast. Just search for The Kind Place in your favourite podcast app and click subscribe. This project was funded by DCMS and produced by Paul Miles, Chris Walter and Pete Norton. Thanks for listening.